Hello and welcome to Castable, the podcast which unpacks and analyzes a perfectly pitched music festival from the mind of our wonderful guest. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm here to try and harmonize with our guests to figure out what their music festival has in store for us. Today's guest is writer, comedian, actor, and that's just the tip of an iceberg on many talents. It's Nadia Camille. Hello. Hello. How are Hi. you doing, mate? I'm also nearly a doctor. Don't forget that. <laughs> well, to be honest, I wasn't sure whether I should put that in as well, because uh, you are studying at the moment, which is really cool. Yes, I'm just starting my final year of med school. Oh, my God. Like, so are you, does people always, when they find out you do comedy as well, go, oh, well, that is the best medicine. Do they always say that? Do you know what? That is the first line of my personal statement that I wrote when I applied for med school. Oh, really? It was like, what was it? No, the first line was something like, they say that laughter is the best medicine, but after more than a decade working in the comedy industry, I'm starting to believe that medicine is the best medicine. <laughs> I can't believe I got a place in med school. That's brilliant. Like, that's, that's, uh, imagine like you went into, because what that personal statement kind of says is like, well, I went into comedy to try and like heal people, but it hasn't worked whatsoever. <laughs> like, it, the mortality rate is very bad. Just on a personal level, I keep dying. <laughs> There's plenty of deaths where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> every gig is there. Um, well, that's not true. I've only died like five times. <laughs> but I just imagine you like there's a person with like a seeping uh, leg wound, just like oh, so. Uh, uh, I was walking to the shop one day, and then uh, like do some observational comedy as well. Just to hear oh yeah, people come in and I start doing knock knock gags. It'd be quite funny, like if certain for different medical conditions, you have to do different kind of jokes. It's like oh, that, that's a oh, deadpan yeah, yeah, yeah. joke, you know. I mean, uh, you need some serious puns. Yeah, sepsis would be like your long form one anecdote over an hour type treatment where you just need yeah. someone to be there and they've got and it's just like a very densely detailed full of callback show very structured that's your sepsis well treatment. never have has my comedy show been referred to in reference to uh, sepsis before but you know i, I think there's a lot of similarity doing, doing some sepsis learning <laughs> i think that's what it's actually somebody they they've made a game where you sort of get to be in a hospital ward what game is it called called signs of life signs of life okay yeah yeah uh i if i complete it do i come like a full-on doctor is that how it works yeah yeah, yeah. that's all you need to do yeah <laughs> you're like i just spent all this time in med school for this i could have done half an hour in this game bam yeah i know and i've done both yeah <laughs> more fool me you're essentially a double doctor uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if medicine was the best medicine, but signs of life certainly is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the best free game about sepsis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my territory. Stay off. Okay? <laughs> so welcome to Castable. So the opening kind of question I like to ask my guests is, uh, if someone was to ask you what kind of music are you into, what's your typical response? Oh, I do that wanky thing where you're like, yeah, mm, it's very eclectic and like lots of different <laughs> things. And, that, you know, I'm, one day I'm like this and the other day I'm like this. Um, so that, <laughs> you do it in that same way. as well. Like I just I feel like when somebody asks me that question, I instantly sort of deflate and think, oh, I'm such a dick. <laughs> anticipating my own response to that question yeah. if i was to really narrow it down and give you like you know a couple of word byline mm -hmm. it would be sad electro girl pop you know what you think that might be quote wanky but i think that's strong that's a strong opener there. i, I, I yeah. like that that's a good um, tagline as well yeah Something yeah like, like you know robin and licky lee and 
mm-hmm. um, Christine and the Queens, and I like a lot of that stuff. But then I do, I do like, I like lots of different kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on my mood, really, and what. Absolutely. Really swayed by my Spotify Discover playlist. Are you like a fan of like quite contemporary music as well, or do you like stuff from the? Past? Yeah, but what I like about the Spotify Discovery playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is that obviously it's just an algorithm so it just plays songs based on songs that I've already played and it's you know it's essentially an intelligent AI because it's just constantly learning from what I'm continuing to listen to including the, the things that it plays me I think one of my most successful relationships as an adult is my Spotify uh, discovery playlist. Just being like, yeah, I got you, man. I, I, I know, I know what you like, and I know you're going to enjoy this. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. you get me, right? Definitely. That's how I felt. Like when I've had a good week of my discovery playlist, where I'm like, oh my god, and I felt, I've actually felt offended about previous <laughs> boyfriends <laughs> that they've never managed to put together a playlist. <laughs> that I like so much. That's great. It's like. You don't know me at all, but uh, you know I don't know if Spotify Discover playlist is is single or not. <laughs> Do you have a brother or something? I don't know. <laughs> so, have you been to many festivals, Nadia? Yeah, I've been to so many, but I feel like I'm I've been ruined for festivals as a performer. Yeah, because yeah. I started going to festivals as a performer before I ever. I don't think I paid for a ticket. To a festival that's interesting yeah i don't think i have i think i've only ever gone as a performer or like as a mm-hmm. performance plus one or, mm-hmm. and then once you've done that it's impossible to justify it to yourself buying yeah. a ticket. not yeah, only yeah. because you've got to buy a ticket like a real noob but also <laughs> you won't have access to all of the, the fun vip stuff of like yeah. being able to charge your phone and that use a toilet that has a <laughs> whoa toilets whoa, vip yeah well they are aren't they? toilets with like a step up into them you're like yes please <laughs> didn't realize how much wanted to ascend before <laughs> like below there was lots that i went to because of, i was performing at them so i went a lot later i went to loads of latitudes kind mm-hmm. of all in a row probably from like 2007 or something yeah, I, I absolutely get where you come from because, like, I went to a festival in 2018 and I wasn't working. I, I literally bought a ticket for it, and I've always felt a bit jealous. I was like, "Oh, well, I should, I should be here, like, working." But yeah, it's it's kind of it, it does kind of tend. A lot of people have kind of lost that festival magic. So here's a random question: I haven't asked anyone yet, Nadia, but like, have you ever crowd surfed? Ooh, yes, I have. Not a festival though. Yeah, what, what show was it? Uh, a few shows. Mm-hmm. I was quite, I was quite grungy when I was a teenager. Yeah. Nice. So I'm gonna say an incubus gig. <laughs> yeah. I crowd surfed. Yeah. I also believe I crowd surfed at a therapy gig. Nice. And actually, at that therapy gig, I've got scars on my boobs <laughs> because because oh I was at the front against the barriers and people yeah. were pushing so hard into me that I got like bruises on my boobs on my 15 year old boobs oh my god although to be fair the boobs at that time were very new <laughs> they were only about two years old at that point <laughs> nouveau boobs sounds like a, a new metal band in <laughs> they, yes they're not particularly generous um well that's yeah. that's not the right word because <laughs> if anything they're too generous but i guess that's me so like incubus i remember that because I remember deliberately wearing trousers to that show 
because the previous time that I'd crowd surfed, I was wearing a skirt and I and I got assaulted. So sorry. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, at the time, uh, it was just like, okay, well, that's going to So just wear jeans next time instead oh, of man. skirt. And then oh, it'll be harder for, for people to put their fingers in your bits. Um, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's how life was as a teenage girl. Oh. Well, that's that's hard. Like, the, but like, there is that kind of the darker side of festivals and live shows is that that there's a tendency for guys to think that there's that there's the kind of like a, an idea that guys can like just touch people and it just it's like no, and that is, it's it's really awful. Yeah, to, uh, that there's that idea idea. And but what's quite nice about a lot of my I, I like a lot of modern music and well modern punk and uh, a lot of them call that out quite a lot and it's like if you're if you're doing this if you oh, think that's dude. okay just get the hell out of this show we don't want you here and if you feel like you one of my favorite artists is Jeff Rosenstock in his live album he uh, and he does it with every show um is that in, in the intro to the his like second song he'd be like right if if there's anyone here that feels that someone might be uh, like if there might be any uh, issue we can uh, just tap the person on the shoulder next to you say hey can you help me out uh, and they you know we'll get rid of this asshole together and it's really nice is that is this a built-in support yeah, system that's great. yeah and it well it's sad that yeah. that needs to be instated but it's nice that there's something in place there yeah i mean even just having it is really nice because i think yeah. you know when i was going to gigs when i was a teenager it was honestly just the thing of it it it's owed to me as i thought about it you know as a older person thinking mm-hmm. back and going wow that was completely unacceptable because at the time it was like yeah obviously of course if you're gonna wear a skirt and crowd surf yeah <laughs> whereas <laughs> now i think you know what i can wear a skirt and crowd surf and if you assault me that's your problem that's yeah, not my fault because yeah. it's because you're a cretin well i think it's time to start setting up camp for our uh <gasps> for your festival so let's go and sort out some of the admin okay I hate admin. <laughs> you know, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to be start of this uh, section. <laughs> I hate admin. <laughs> so before you can have your dream festival, you have to submit it uh, to the fans. So let's learn some basic stuff. So what is the name of your festival? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll just say it and then I'll explain it. Yes, please do. Yeah. Okay. Quimfields. <laughs> right. We've had a lot of great suggestions on this podcast, but that has taken top spot so far. Quimfields. Here we go. I love it. Can you explain more, please? <laughs> it's because it's like... The idea is that it's like a very pro-woman, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> feminist, uh, a ce- celebratory festival with like extremely, as we're talking about here, making it very safe, welcoming environment mm-hmm. for all women. I haven't decided yet if we'll allow men or not, <laughs> but definitely all women and non-binary people. Right, yeah. You know what? Like, um, that's really uh, that's a nice idea. Yeah, I, d- I think like maybe there'll be like so, like a tokenistic area where men can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And be like, yeah, I think, 
uh, yeah, like uh, some honorary boys or something like that. Just, just wanted to, you don't want to sully the the event, but you know. Yeah, to. and imagine that, like in terms of performers, there will be a token man on every stage uh, at some point. And um, well, I think again, just for that, the just for diversity, you know, just to <laughs> tick some just boxes. To tick boxes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, there there is that kind of there is a bit of. Um, misogyny within music festivals a bit uh, especially like i'm a massive uh, rock and metal fan and i i might be getting this wrong but i believe that andy copping who is the the, the head of download fest he was like uh, uh, when someone questioned him was like well why aren't there that many women on the main stage he goes well women watch rock women don't play rock it's like well that's oh, not true God. is it is that something not true bin. yeah i know right uh, and there's so many people who defy that logic as well. And like, there's obviously loads of great like female artists out there as well. So yeah, it's, it, it flexes me, but uh, yeah. So having Quinfield, I think is a really good positive thing. It's um, yeah, it's, it's empowering. I like it. Yeah. But also not just empowering, but like a, just a place for women to go and get fucked up. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. To be completely depowered. <laughs> <laughs> Empowered and depowered. Because like, well, but you, so you can do it safely. Do you know what I mean? I like can get completely yeah. fucked up. Or, I mean, obviously not totally safely because, you know, there are monsters amongst every group. Yeah. But in an environment where you would hopefully feel like you're comfortable, like that was, if you were even suspicious of something going on. A little bit awry that it would be really e- easy to you know escalate that and it would be dealt with sensitively and rapidly and all of that kind of stuff so i think that's my dream is like a place where you can get totally fucked up without any fear <laughs> that's really good uh, so d- this is a very nerdy question but do you know how, hmm. how uh you would police that not necessarily police it but like how would you enforce that positivity and the kind of the, the environment where you could uh, do that or is it just kind of already stated well one of my ideas for what i would like like mm. i would definitely want a tent which has like counselors available oh <laughs> yeah. very big into mental health yeah and i would like like a whole tent that so you know like a medical tent but like a mental health tent yeah um where people could go and and actually if you just want to go to the three days talking to a therapist yeah you can do that oh wow <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, um mate, so that lovely. would be one <laughs> i also just think it, like for me if i heard that that was a thing that was possible at a festival i would be like yes please i'm gonna go <laughs> talk to make a stranger listen to me about my problems <laughs> yeah um whilst whilst i'm definitely not taking any mind-altering substances <laughs> I, I also like the idea that you had like a, a mental health tent, like not just a medical thing, but also like a, as part of the main stage being like, are you ready to get some help? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Like the kind of big rock kind of a <laughs> mental health aspect as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not just for people going like, you know, acute problems like you get with a medical tent, but it would actually be like a feature like associated with a whole stage, which had things like meditation and yoga and, um, yeah. Yeah, like workshops on trauma. <laughs> this is like honestly my dream scenario. <laughs> Someone's like, come to a festival, you could do a trauma workshop. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Uh, wow. Sign um, me up for an early bird ticket. 
I mean, this is a very unique festival, but man, this is so good. I, I love this so much. Uh, uh, it's, it's very different in a lot of positive ways. I, I love this. So do you know where geographically you would have your festival? If, if you well, have. I think in my, in my dream life, Mm-hmm. which obviously this festival is that's where it, it exists yes <laughs> um i think i probably would have it in the caribbean oh hello yes because i love the caribbean and if it wasn't the caribbean it'd probably be like the south of france in the <laughs> because i i just simply love i'm obsessed with france and french culture and french bread more than anything um yeah if i moved there i would be the size of a house because I cannot stop eating the bread when I'm there. Just like, just bread. <laughs> Nothing With else. butter, sometimes with butter. As a treat. Well, what you could do, uh, you know how like Leeds and Reading have the same lineup on different days. What you could do is have oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. one lineup in the Caribbean and the other day, do it on a, in, in the south of France, just swap over. Massively logistical yeah. problem, but in your dreams, it's fine. Yeah. Mm. Or like they did with, uh, I don't know, if, do you know Fence Records? I so do not indie know. Scottish label. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think they exist anymore but they used to have a festival and they would alternate between home game and away game and they were based east coast and that would be the home game and the alternate years would be the away game festival that they do on the west coast of Scotland Whoa, that's cool. and it was totally rad yeah it was great so yeah I'll do that but we're between the Caribbean and the south of France <laughs> <laughs> and mansions like well we've got 12 hours to get over there and set up it might be a bit difficult but we can do it uh, <laughs> so how many days of the festival do you have in mind I think it would be like a, a chunky weekend yes so you'd have your official Friday Saturday Sunday but mm-hmm. then you'd have you'd have your setups stuff going on a Thursday yeah, and you'd have yeah. like a de- decompression day on a Monday you know what a decompression day is so uh, needed as well especially you know if you're going at it for the weekend as well if you're planning to get a bit fucked up a Monday re- like chill out day or yeah. lovely stuff especially if you've been doing all those trauma workshops <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit much isn't it yeah but you know I've learned, I know, I've you're just gonna it. need a Monday morning to chill out <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's time to start hearing your lineups. Festival, if you can hear me, I want you to sing along. Go for it. One more time. We'll start on a Friday. We're very excited. You know, we had some uh, banter on a Thursday night, but who is going to be your first act for your uh, for Quinfields 2020? <laughs> I mean, it's a great name. It is a good name, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sold on the name. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not need to look at the lineup. I've already bought a ticket. Let's go. Let's go. Honestly, like, why would you bother? <laughs> I think with that name, you can just trust it. Trust. Just put your trust in it. Yeah. Well, I think there's there's loads and loads of artists that I would love to put on, but I think for the Friday night to sort of set the tone of the festival mm-hmm. <laughs> my headliner for the friday night oh I think. going straight for headliner here we go okay yeah because like the in terms of who would be on i've told you you'll have your little token man yeah. who would be <laughs> someone super great and probably queer like sufjan stevens mm-hmm. and uh, loads of just yeah like i uh, at the moment i'm really into 
self-esteem who is Roxy Taylor so what was that was that self-esteem sorry self-esteem yeah that's Mm -hmm. what her the name of her as a solo artist is Mm -hmm. and Maggie Rogers those types Okay, Just yeah. Just like creative women. Fiona Apple, her new album, incredible. Um, but the headline act for my Friday night mm-hmm. would be not a music act as such. Oh, very interesting. Here we go. It would be a dance act. <laughs> and it would strong. specifically be <laughs> the woman off a of flash dance doing the dance routines that she does at the club that she works at in the movie Flashdance. <laughs> because I don't know time since you saw that movie, but those routines are so fucking weird. And I love them. <laughs> it's meant to be like a strip club. Yeah. But she does these like incredibly sort of abstract yes. performance oh pieces. <laughs> They're amazing. And so I would like to see an hour off of all of those things she's probably doing in that club for the last, whatever, three years that she's been working there. Mm-hmm. She's definitely have enough <laughs> to do all those things. This is a, this one where she's sort of dressed like a sort of geisha in a black and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like for a strip club, it's like, like Chastity just goes on and like, yeah. like, uh, but yeah, yeah, she's, she's got like water work, not water works, but yeah, the, uh, like yeah, physical exactly. water dropping down. Uh, she, like tips a bucket of water on it. Like, yeah, it's amazing. I think she's like a performance artist. I think to hear your explanation of that, it's really, really strong. Because just to break the fourth wall of this so slightly, with all the acts, they sent me a couple of people to kind of research and do prep on. And I do want surprises during the thing. You sent me the dancer from Flashdance, and I had a whale of time trying to research <laughs> that, by the way. Like, uh, I was just like, I, I think this is a scene. But yeah, I absolutely get what you mean. Did you watch them then? Yes, they I did. Yeah. But yeah, but I didn't. They really... are totally bonkers. Yeah, but now it made sense that you said it was in the strip club, because I remember, like, uh, in that scene when she does pull the the lever and gets soaked with water as well like because uh, like mm. there's some guys there like just who are just like having like a cigar and like smoking uh, and i have doing poker and stuff like that they go what what, what are you she just got she's splashing us what's going on and it's like this is, yeah, this yeah. is like, I, i'm not sure what's happening here but it's great to watch yeah there's just like dudes sitting there having having a beer <laughs> while she's doing this incredible yeah. creative living art and so i just imagine the whole her back catalog to that because i think you only see maybe two she mm-hmm. does two routines that you see the full routines of in the movie yeah. in the club because obviously you see her doing like her training montage and then her audition yes routine yeah the pieces that she creates for that little rinky dinky club because they're just i mean my imagination runs wild that's what i want to see and i think that sets the scene for the whole festival because it's like this is about being creative it's about expressing yourself it's about being uh, like unabashedly sexy but un- in your own terms Mm. and just about being weird and theatrical and yeah what i love about that is that there's a certain depth that i didn't quite get from it because when when i first found out about it oh that's that's pretty niche and i love how niche it is but your explanation there really (laughs) adds uh, a a level of uh gravitas to that and yeah yeah, that's that's, that's really wonderful thank you for for that so were you always a massive fan of flashdance or has it always been like (laughs) a thing that you loved love dance movies yeah dance movies i love sports movies and i think that they're basically the same thing yes i that's you know what? i never put that connection together but there's certainly uh similarities i'd say certainly in plot perhaps but, um, yeah there's always like you know an, an adverse event that has to be overcome by creating you know doing a training montage 
and then you either you know win the thing or you get the audition or whatever it is yeah love a montage yeah so but is there yeah. anything in particular about flash dance which draws you to like more than any other uh dance movies or sports movies of that time oh why- i mean i i I would say Dirty Dancing is one of my also other favourite movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think there probably would be a, a tent at my festival that was just showing, just showing dance movies, but <laughs> Dirty Dancing, Strictly Ballroom, Flashdance. Um, yeah. And the soundtrack for Dirty Dancing is a real banger. And mm-hmm. also for Flashdance, it's pretty classic tunes in there. I think I really like it because she's this really working class woman who's a welder by day. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, yeah. I, I totally forgot about that. The day job is that she's a welder. <laughs> and she has this dream of, you know, getting into this extremely sort of prestigious, very elitist kind of world that is ballet, you know, that is sort of professional dance. I love that narrative, that sort of social mobility narrative, the aspirational, like to be talented mm-hmm. is your your only sort of requirement, really, that ultimately you can, you know, with with some luck and really giving it a good throw. That's great. And get in there. So what a bombastic start to a Friday as well. And you have certainly <laughs> set the tone at uh, Quinfield as well. So on Friday night, before before we settle down for Saturday, do you, um, is there like lots of after parties or anything after the main event? Or are you, uh, uh, is it just, uh, is there a camping situation? Uh, what's the kind of vibe after the main act? Yeah, I mean, obviously my, in my, my dream world, I think I have to keep it with myself. Because I think a little bit, especially in 2020, uh, you, I live with this thing of like, be realistic. Don't even <laughs> fantasize about something good happening. No, because you'll only be just disappointed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's like absolutely think of what the worst case scenario is, and don't meander any further from that because you'll only end up crying alone and with nobody to hug you because it's too dangerous. Oh, um, oh mate. So, <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I heard there's a nice trauma workshop. So yeah, that's explaining why I'm saying to imagine this like full-on fantasy. Nobody would have to sleep on a floor. Okay, yeah. The thing about festivals that I sort of grew to realise, once I had an airbed the first year, I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's- life-changing. Yeah. Life-changing to have an airbed. Obviously, there's not going to be any rain, so I'm not even going to plan for that. There <laughs> yeah. would be infinity pools yeah. throughout throughout the site. <laughs> so can you explain to me what an, an infinity pool is? Because uh, I think I have a vague knowledge. It's but... when you get, yeah. So basically, it's when you're in the swimming pool, mm-hmm. it looks like the swimming pool sort of goes on forever. Okay, it, yeah. The way yeah. that it's sort of designed is so that it does, you know, it just, it makes it look like you're sort of, in the environment seamlessly so i'd have that and i'd also have a lot of um like hot springs oh hello personally i think what i would imagine doing after the performances would be head to the hot springs (laughs) until about 4am then get onto some sort of massage bed (laughs) for a few hours sleep what we're unpicking at here, is, I'm starting to realise that as we unpeel further, that it's less of a music festival, more of like a spa day, a mental health spa day, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and well. I love that. 
and I think that's that. You know what? There's a definite market for that in the in the festival industry. I would say, and the Crimfield is going to fill that market. Yeah, but I also I just love swimming. I love swimming, and when I'm at a festival, I always feel like God. I'd love to go swimming, and you yeah. almost never can do that. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah, and especially when it's midsummer, you feel a bit grim. So having like a, a, a yeah, exactly. Yeah, having like a, a swim would be so refreshing as well. Yeah, being able yeah. so you know it doesn't necessarily have to be infinity pools, but it's my fantasy, so it can yes. be. Stop! Yes. Stop! <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop denying me my infinity pools, Matt. All I want is infinite infinity pools. <laughs> Wait, infin- and some Japanese hot springs in the and- south of France. <laughs> and a lot of French bread. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yes, obviously. Obviously the catering would be a big, huge thing. And um, probably I would make it vegan. Even though I'm not vegan, ideologically I would like to be vegan. I'm just not that committed. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. I like it when I go to like a vegan restaurant or anything because then I don't have a choice. Yeah. So I would make my entire festival like that. So Ooh. nobody has a choice. But <laughs> but everything yeah. still would be incredibly delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's not just, you know, the problem is people just go for things that they, you know, yeah, you, like, you recognize. Kind of <laughs> enjoy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's, that's a nice touch there. But yeah. And then I would o- offset my sort of guilt about having a ridiculous. A festival in the Caribbean for which we have to put in an infinite amount of infinity pools. So um, not only are you having an infinite infinity pool, you have infinite amounts of them. So they're they're everywhere, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want it to be busy. You, I don't want it to be like you know when you get oh, in see, yeah. a public Lido. I don't oh, want it to be yeah, like yeah, yeah. London Fields on a summer's day. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like an, an infinity pool per person. Yeah, or like. You per, you know, you'd have like little groups of maybe like ten to twenty people. Yeah, it's absolutely workable right there. So, yeah. um, <laughs> it's a fantasy, Matt. I'm not, Stop I'm not shitting I'm, on my fantasy. I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just writing it down. I'm clarifying. <laughs> I'm not okay. denying you. I'll write okay. it down. Write it down. Infinite <laughs> infinity pools. Infinite infinity pools. Here we Thank go. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I have literally written it down, but it's a podcast. I don't know why I did that. Okay, so I think after we've uh, gone to the hot springs on Friday night, we're going to wake up feeling nice and refreshed, and we're going to go straight into Saturday. Tell me, uh, uh, what, what, what has Saturday got planned for us? Definitely it's going to be like brunch for like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, what, what in particular have you got for your brunch? So as is quite classic, um, mm-hmm. There will be drag performers throughout. Wow! So it's... I don't know if you know about drag brunch, but like that's a thing. No, I have no idea. So I guess it's just like you're having a brunch whilst people perform in drag. Yes. And is there any kind of drag performers that you would uh, pick out in particular? Any ones that you would love, or is it kind of like a general booking? I well, I think in order to make it like, because I want it to sort of feel like a Sunday morning even though it's, I know it's the Saturday. I want it yeah. to feel like a Sunday, well, I say morning, afternoon in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. going to one of the bars that does a drag brunch. So it has to have that kind of intimate-ish feel. Yeah. So what I imagine is like big, or maybe even like picnic style, outdoors, tables and chairs 
that everyone's sort of, sort of sat around there. They've got their own table and chair sort of set up or a little picnic kind of set up. Yeah, yeah. And the drag performers, they, yeah, they're just sort of, there's enough. There's probably like one per 50 to 100 people. Okay, yeah. So there would be a lot of drag performers. I think one of my favourite of all times is Katya. Oh, yes, from season seven of RuPaul. So funny, so weird, so smart. Yeah. I would be where she is. Yes. Well, I feel it's like slightly for this festival, for Quinfield, that, you know, in like a wedding ceremony, you have like kind of the top table where, you know, the the groom, groom, bride and co uh, and family sit. I think that you get to have top pickings. Everyone else gets to have their own like table of, uh, you know, it's still good, but different. Sure. You get get catch. Yeah, yeah. There's no hierarchy. Yeah. Because this is a a completely sort of socialist event. Oh, Which is, is also why it's completely free. <laughs> is it, oh my god! So infinite, right? I don't mean this is the most Tory thing I've ever done. But you have in, infinite infinity pools, and it's all for free. Like, like I, there's going to be a cash flow issue here, but it's a dream. Is event. there, or will we be living with fully automated luxury communism by then, Matt? Well, you know what? For this festival, let's put it in. I, yes. I don't mind it. Absolutely it's my don't fantasy. Mind it. That's what I want. <laughs> what I love most about this festival is that not only you you have got the like, festival that you want, but also you applied the the rules of the of the podcast to society at large. Essentially, you've you kind of changed the fabric of society with this one festival, which is pretty decent, actually. To make something happen, you've got to first be able to imagine it, Matt. <laughs> and this is what it is. Um, this is where it starts. This is revolution. don't dream it, be it. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a line from Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I'm... would have yes, so... Tim Curry doing Frankenfurter at this brunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think he's like a Saturday headliner, but yeah, you know what? I think a Tim Curry for brunch, that's quality. Yes, maybe he would be the transition from the brunch into the sort yes, of main yes. stage. He's kind of bringing everyone back in. After, after you had your, your kind of... your your brunch you know if you're a bit bloated he's the main first main act back he's like he's bringing you in yeah. nice and slow so uh who else have you got for your saturday by the way uh, so uh, let, let's let's head back to the main stage and see what other yeah. artists you have um i would have i think i want lots of dancing on saturday okay so this is when i would have like my my robin and my uh, probably stick Haim on even though they've said some politically quirky things um but i do i do love them i absolutely love robin i saw i've seen robin a few times Mm -hmm. and she's the most sort of electric performer i've ever seen live and she's tiny (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing how like magnetic she is and she's oh she was like i I had a very a personal quinfield watching (laughs) watching robin i didn't know quinfield to be used in that way Uh, Like, uh, now that, that's a game changer for me. <laughs> you know, language is always evolving, isn't it? That's the beauty of it. it it's evolved in this last hour, and Quinfield yeah. is going to be tattooed on me by the end of it. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, definitely have Robin up there. I think Christine and the Queens would be a good one for yes, dancing. Yes, absolutely. I might have the gossip up, because I also remember... Oh, my God, yeah, 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 yeah. Watching uh, them at Latitude one year and having a wonderful time. So are there a lot of the acts that you've booked, I know you mentioned it earlier, um, but are, mm. are, there, are there a lot of the acts that you've booked 
people you've seen live before and you've been wowed by, or is it people that you would like to see and you haven't had the chance? Because you mentioned gossip right here, but like, mm. uh, how about everyone else? Is everyone else someone that you uh, have seen before? Um, well, who else have I said? Robin, I've said, yeah, definitely, because obviously I just told you that I creamed my pants watching her. Um, <laughs> also, here's a little fun little bit of trivia. Yeah. Should be making incredibly niche pub quiz question once if I ever get famous. I went to see Robin at the Brixton Academy with former British number one tennis player, Laura Robson. <laughs> I mean, that now that is a good book question. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly niche. Um, had a great time. Great time. But yes, I've seen her. Uh, have I seen? Yes, I saw Licky Lee, actually. I saw her at End of the Road. Yeah. Um, I saw the Gossip at Latitude. Uh, who else did I say? Christine the Queens? No, I've not seen Christine the Queens. I don't have any notes. This is just all coming from the heart. What? Like, oh my God. I think you're the first person to do it straight from the heart. And I applaud that a lot. That's, uh, <laughs> for me, I would be, I, I would not have slept the last 10 days. It would be like a military <laughs> campaign for me. I'd be like, okay, this is going there. And uh, I think off, off air. We well, Maggie Rogers, I said her. I haven't seen her. I would love yeah. to. Well, that's really cool. Then my headliner for the Saturday. Right. Take it away would be Janelle Monet. Right. And, uh, and Janelle Monet is, um, I, to be honest, before this podcast, I had no idea about her music, but really, I, yeah, honestly, I'm quite a hermit. Wow. In some, yeah. Yeah. Genuinely. But I, I'm not sure if I sound like an old granddad here, but, uh, um, <laughs> have but, you seen her in the flicks? <laughs> I, I saw have her, you seen the, her in the pictures. <laughs> That that blasted MTV. Ooh, uh, <laughs> um, but no, I am. Um, She's a movie star now, is she? Yeah. Um, well, again, I feel I feel bad for not knowing. I feel like I'm culturally uh, out of touch. But like, I, I do like to keep an open mind, and I listened to it, and I was like instantly wowed. And I was like, oh my god, this is brilliant. I listened to a lot of her 2018 album, and it was mm. just instantly. It had Prince vibes. It, mm. it was instantly. It was so melodic, but also the things that she was talking about was really. Like, mm-hmm. lovely and uh, it's just uh, and also uh, now you mentioned Quinfields kind of it's a nice fit for that as well and mm. yeah it, it was um yeah it was incredibly melodious and just so inviting as well and uh, so have you been a big fan of hers for a while yes actually when I when I think about it <laughs> uh, and I have seen her twice I saw her at the roundhouse in London mm-hmm. and then I saw her at Latitude and she is an incredible performer. She's like, I think she's, you know, come from quite a classical musical theatre training background because her voice is spectacular, Mm -hmm. but also her musicality and the the way that she writes songs is really impressive and complex and brings in a lot of influences. Um, And she sort of started off with this persona, Cindy Mayweather, uh, cyborgy kind of persona thing in a lot of her earlier stuff and this has developed I think into this more complicated person and yeah her last album was kind of a a big sort of thing of like was I think her kind of coming out as bisexual Mm. and and I don't know if you watched that album because it it was also it was released as what she called an emotion picture no I didn't so the whole album is like uh like something I'll talk about later, <laughs> um, is like a movie. Mm-hmm. And you can watch the whole thing and see how the songs actually create an entire narrative. Um, and it's beautifully done. And I think it's also picking up on a lot of issues that are very prescient at the moment. 
it's incredible and uh, yeah it's so good i really recommend it go and have a watch of that because now you've heard the songs some of the songs you'll be able yeah. to sort of recognize them and stuff but see how they fit into that her emotion picture that's wonderful and uh i love that in like especially in the last like five years or so speaking in 2020 uh like uh there's been the idea of more of a like a, a concept album well concept albums have been around for a while obviously but making them into kind of like mini movies or like a soundtracks yeah. to a kind of like a music like a series of musical uh, music videos as well like uh, yeah but she's been doing that for her whole career basically oh, you go really? back through all of her albums almost all of her albums have like a single narrative through them yeah that's and great then, yeah she's she's was doing a lot of this like um what is it called like afro future mm-hmm. afrofuturism uh sort of this sci-fi thing like imagining and and i think she's sort of using this metaphor of of cyborgs androids and humans as a metaphor for like racism Mm -hmm. in her sort of earlier stuff and then it becomes a bit more explicit i think in her later stuff which i think is an interesting route because i think often it goes the other way where you start off a bit more direct and become more subtle but i think in her stuff it's gone from more sci-fi to a bit more I don't know, within reach, even though it is kind of still very sci-fi. And is there anything in particular which really draws you to Janelle? Like, or her music? Just everything. I think she's so good, but I, I think she writes incredibly uh, good songs yeah, that yeah. are really catchy and fun to dance to. And I, I love dancing. So the festival would have a very sort of pro-dance uh, vibe. And yeah. there would be areas which would have like full-on dance floors yeah um like as in sprung floors <laughs> like a bouncy castle well no, if you've not so if you've done like gymnastics or yeah yeah like yeah. a sprung floor so you, you get a little bit of uh bounce bounce back off of it when you're you that, flinging yourself around it yes i love that um dancing with strangers to music the, the only thing that connects you is the music something really powerful as well like it yeah it, it can really really make a gig so touching and emotional as well like uh some of the my favorite gigs in the world have been the ones where i um yeah just by myself and at the end of it i had a community you know and we only had that one night together but it was, it was really special do you know what i mean I, it was I, only I, one night <laughs> That's a contemporary song. You might not know it. Oh, granddad. sorry. I, I, I am a granddad. <laughs> and, uh, get off my lawn. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. Is there any one song in particular that you would love Janelle uh, to play, especially for you? I really love so many of her songs. I think her albums are really incredible. Um, off of... Uh, off of the latest album, what's my favourite? Do you know what I'm just going to say? Because cause I'm going to yeah. go for Dance Apocalyptic just because it's like the vibe of the the night that I want. Absolutely. That sounds good. I, I have not heard that song. But Another awesome video as well. That's got a really good video as well. I, I, I can kind of sense what it sounds like without listening to it. Bains apocalyptic. Bains apocalyptic. It's really good. Really fun. All right. So that was our Saturday. And I think it's time to head straight into Sunday as well. So um, so what's uh, we already had like a Sunday vibe on Saturday. But what's, what's mm. Sunday bringing towards Sunday's gonna be a bit more like well Saturday I feel it was a bit more hedonistic yeah, yeah. very pleasure based uh-huh. and I think Sunday is gonna be a bit more outward looking yeah and and also inward looking but like <laughs> introspective and yeah. 
outrospective sure that's a that's a word um now so the idea would be that it would be lots oh god waffly 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 no it's, it's good there would be lots of waffles there would be uh, so many waffles so everywhere. many vegan waffles sweet and savory mm. that is write that down um, <laughs> okay keep, keep that infinity pools sweet and savory so as i said there would be you know you've got your mental health tent you've got your counselors available and that kind of stuff so i think the sunday morning vibe would be that that would be the time when the kind of main stages were given over to that kind of thing so it would be encouraging people to work on their themselves their sort of levels of consciousness and their sort of their emotions their relationships and uh also it would be a sort of like social justice kind of vibe where mm-hmm. be like what can you be doing to better improve the lives of the people around you who are less uh well off than you are in whatever ways so it would be a, a sort of connecting very airy fairy you know no i think that's really worthwhile and uh, it really puts an onus on the people and their welfare as well i know that's what quinfields is um there for <laughs> yeah but, like, exactly it, but it's kind of it's not only it's not only a place which is safe, but it's a place for healing and growth. Yes, and, yeah. driving. And I think as a big part of that, there would be a lot of creative stuff. Yeah. So there would be like drawing classes and pottery and um, sculpture and all then like yeah, dance and movement and things like that. Choral, kind of, choral singing. It's kind of like. It's it is a music festival, but it's also more like a well, it's contemporary arts festival. But also like it's a workshop place. It's a place where people can go to pick up some new skills, do do something once or twice. You know what I mean? Like pottery and stuff like that. It's really it's cool. It's like boosting skills. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think my favorite festivals always have those weird little things where you go, yeah. "What's this?" I mean, like I love end of the road when you're just exploring through the woods and there's like someone reading short stories out of a, a bin <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so you see my uh my, 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 my routine yeah it's, it's it's good yeah that that wasn't a festival was it Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no it's just uh it's a uh, covid's hit me pretty hard actually, so. <laughs> but, um yeah lockdown in a bit uh but um yeah, uh, that's really cool. And um, I, I really appreciate that you took the time out to put those things into your festival. It really makes it quite sweet and endearing and uh, kind of necessary as well. I think for me, I am get really excited about those things. I actually had booked some pottery classes before the pandemic <laughs> yeah. hit. And then, I, you know, it was like two weeks into the pandemic when I got the email saying, obviously these are cancelled. <laughs> I was like, oh, this was me, my self-care. Oh no. <laughs> I was making some ugly ceramics. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly would be stuff that I would love to do. So after the kind of the inward slash outward looking mental health, uh, self-care aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, so do you have any other uh, stuff or is it just straight music from out there? I think there'd definitely be a bit of comedy. Okay, um, yeah. Because uh, obviously I feel like that would be a, a big oversight on my behalf. Mm-hmm. So, But I wouldn't like it to be the whole time. Yeah. But I know that the vibe of my festival will be so good and would probably be the the gig of your life yeah, if, you, yeah. if you're a comedian like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, so yeah. I would like to have a a big you know so your sunday afternoon i think would be your comedy 
features. Is there any comedians that you would uh, like to have in particular? I mean, there's tons, tons. For sure, Josie Long. Yes. Oh my God. My, my forever sweetheart. Um, she took me on tour with her uh, mm. as her support act. And that really was the first time that I ever had the confidence to even think about myself as being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that she does wonderful stuff, so creative, so warm, so humane and beautiful and still so silly and lovely. She's great. Bridget Christie makes me laugh mm-hmm. uh, an unseemly amount. She's brilliant. As well. She's so funny. I would mm-hmm. get some American comedians over who I really love, like um, Nicole Byer makes yeah, me yes. wet um, myself. She's oh my so, God. so funny. Yeah, absolutely. There's, oh God, there's just loads. Yeah. Obviously all my friends. <laughs> Sarah yeah. Bonetto, our, our, yeah. our mutual friend. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'd have a token guy on as well. <laughs> and he just the most generic material ever. It's like, hey guys, what's the deal with airplane food? Like, no. <laughs> no, it, it, has to, it has to be a dude who's actually also extremely yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> as you must be to be a woman. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Yeah, uh, and uh, if he does badly, he doesn't reflect on the entirety of uh, his gender as well. So um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think. Oh, I don't know who who the dude would be. I, you, don't, you don't have to say, by the way. But like, yeah, <laughs> if you, I'm you not. Want... I'm enjoying trying to think about it. I, like, I really like. Um, I, I really like Rob Delaney. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. He was the first man comic that I ever went to see a show of, and came out of it feeling better about myself. Oh, really? That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And it was only because I noticed that feeling afterwards and being like, oh, I've never felt like this coming out of a man show before. Yeah. Which is, you know, to the detriment of all other male co- comedians. <laughs> but like, also stuff like that, as a, as a man who speaks as an ally, like, I, it's, it's one of those things I aspire to try and emulate and try and do. Yeah, uh, have he that, does have, it really well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just want to like go, you know what? this could be better and uh yeah that, that's a really lovely again you, you're so thoughtful in this as well like uh, like other people just being totally selfish uh, but you, you're kind of pointing out there for other people which is great yeah um, so after the comedy wh- what music do you have to finish off the uh the main festival i feel like it's a big cliche i mean i'd have a lot of big acts on mm-hmm. i just would want to have like the biggest most incredible artists can you give me some examples so i'm i'm talking nina simone oh i'm talking aretha franklin hello i'm talking the queen bee beyonce oh my god yes so um is beyonce headlining or are they all three of them headlining i i wonder if i would just be like talk amongst yourselves and figure it out Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would also, obviously, I would have Destiny's Child. Well, that's another so question. That, yeah, so yeah. that Beyonce could also do some some bits with them. I would also have Stevie Nicks. Oh, my God. It's, I'm not going to um, lie. Like, uh, this is certainly, like, you're kind of putting a lot of, like, intense acts on this. This Sunday has a lot riding on it, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. The, the festival is like, yeah, like, it's, like, very chill, very... But this is like, right, all the talent, it, like, it, you're going to get everything in one day, all the legends, bam, 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 bam. But I, I like it a lot. This is great. Yeah, it's basically just legends, legends only. Yeah, legends only. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, so it's kind of like a non-hierarchical, like there's, there's no hierarchy in terms of lineup here. It's kind of like we're all legends, so we can all split the bill kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'd have them sort of try and get a committee together to figure out how they want to do it. <laughs> and they might even, in fact, create just a show, like a you know five-hour-long show amongst themselves, which would be almost some kind of like big narrative musical or something oh my god um because um, I've, I've seen beyonce twice mm-hmm. and it is her shows are unreal it is like it's like going to disneyland <laughs> and the what? ride is beyonce <laughs> <laughs> i uh before i start recording this podcast in terms of like uh, before uh, started getting other guests on and I didn't really I knew Beyonce obviously she was massively famous but I didn't I don't really know about catalog very well but I listened mm. today I listened to some of her live album which came out in 2019 and like you can hear the power of it you can hear oh, how uh, she's like, feel, phenomenal yeah right and it's like a powerhouse performer you can feel people you can feel yeah. that energy as well it's a whirring and it's it's magnificent as well she's her level of fitness is yeah. like staggering like the thing that was the thing after the first time that i saw her, which was at the o2 doing her sasha fierce tour mm-hmm. just watching her and she's singing live the whole time but she's also like a hundred percent dancing yeah she's like i cannot walk and sing at the same time <laughs> i can't walk like, I can't ever. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly yeah i like, honestly i'm having a chat on the phone whilst having a stroll <laughs> Somebody might be like, do you need to sit down? And yeah. she's doing full on, you know, not just like dancing, Beyonce dancing, which is next level stuff. But her, the formation tour, which I saw in at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena mm-hmm. was again, like even another level up from, from the Sasha Fierce tour. Just the whole design of it, it is a, an entire spectacular with all of the the screens, the art, the videos, the dancers, the choreography, the special effects. Like, the, I don't know if you've watched Lemonade. I haven't, but what- so again, that's, that's like yeah. the same thing as the Janelle Monáe's recent thing where <laughs> yes, the whole yeah, yeah. album is is a movie. And, and it's, it's of a certain oh, theme, about, is it um, about like uh, uh, infidelity and the uh, kind of- Kind of, it's about so much more than that though. Yeah. And, but it is, stunning it is so beautiful and so detailed and thoughtful and rich and smart and also full of bangers yeah (laughs) and i don't know if you can handle it because there's also there's a moment and it's in the song sorry in the video with serena williams like twerking and it's too <laughs> much to handle like it's so good i yeah. feel like it I sort of transcended <laughs> just watching it because it's like how is this how is this allowed to happen it's so good but yeah that that formation world tour was there's there was like a whole routine yeah that the dancers did like in water and That's it just was so beautiful I love dance, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but so for me, this is amazing. But also all the songs are amazing. And she just as a performer is uh, like, honestly, unbelievable. You can't, you run out of, exp- of uh, 
expletives that's not the word yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> it's, it's ineffable the uh the euphoria oh that's a nice one there we go um ineffable but yeah she's completely takes takes you away tra- transcendent like so saying the same words if you had to pick one album to for someone like me who has never really well i i like the hits of beyonce but if you if you had to suggest one album for me would you uh what which album would you pick to kind of like yeah lemonade i think lemonade is the album of the millennium oh wow i think it's incredible also hilariously for that formation world tour she was supported her support acts included dj khaled and snoop dogg (laughs) really oh my god and they came out because they don't get like the whole show you know they don't get the whole screens and the dances and all that they basically come out and have like the dj box (laughs) oh my god and a microphone to like walk around so they looked shit yeah yeah <laughs> just compared to what she did you know yeah well, and then she does that thing of like jay-z comes out to do crazy in love so. yeah <laughs> wow and you're like yeah it's nice nice to include the boys when you uh, can yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um, also her entire band is all women and they're all oh, really just, yeah they're all incredible yeah. and sexy as fuck well i think that's a nice place for leave it for sunday so on your monday your decompression day is, mm. is there any kind of music any dj sets or what's what's your vibe for monday yeah dj sets i haven't thought about that but yeah i think that would be really nice okay. um maybe bring back robin to do some of that because she's pretty good at that uh and then i'd probably give a lot of unknowns yeah a go because i think that's a really nice place to do that and it would be a sort of the theme of the monday would be massages oh wow yeah Again, that so it would is. be mostly massages and like um, uh, froyo. <laughs> <laughs> massages and froyo. You know, I think the listener is going <laughs> to listen to this and go, you know what? I think I know. I think we know who you are inside and out. Like uh, we've got we've got a lot of like, character from the last uh, hour and a half. Uh, so I think that's a really nice place to, uh, uh, that's a really amazing festival. And um, not only is it uh, musically great, but also uh, some really touching and thoughtful pieces there. But now uh, it's time for some floor fillers. Floor, 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 As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's a couple of hypothetical questions that uh, Nadia has to deal with in a manner that she sees fit. So I'm going to give you a couple of quick fire questions that you have to kind of deal with it. Um, Yeah, I love a quiz. So, oh no, the PR from the festival needs a bit of an extra kick. Who would you like to do a celebrity endorsement for your festival to kind of uh, advertise it? Uh, And does that not include the performers? It's not uh, not including performance, like a celebrity endorsement kind of. I think maybe AOC. <laughs> I, I don't know AOC. It's uh, Alexandra Ocasio. Oh yeah! Oh yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was ignorant. I'm, I'm so sorry, but uh, but yeah, uh, I was like again. Granddad came out there. Uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're on initialism basis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that's strong. That's uh, I like that a lot. Beyonce said that she will play, but only if she can play her most obscure material. Do you mm. agree to those terms? Yeah, absolutely. 
And is I mean, I think, of... I don't think she has anything obscure because everything that she makes is a huge success. <laughs> but I would be interested to hear. Oh no, the dancer from, from uh, Flashdance has cancelled last minute. Who do you get to oh, replace no. her? Oh, oh God. I think I would have to bring in like a dance company. Yeah. I would bring in like that. <laughs> I mean, I can have fictional stuff, right? So I, yes. I would I would bring in the dance company that the kid from Pose auditioned for in that series. <laughs> that is so niche. I'm not sure if I'm out of touch, but uh, all of that super niche, but that's, that's so good. I love that so much. <laughs> and the uh, final question. Your festival, Quimfest, loves you so much and they want you to sing one of the songs at the festival. And uh, you're allowed to pick whichever song you would like to do in that whole festival. But A, which one do you think you would smash the most, uh, do the, the best rendition of? Or B, which one would you prefer to do? Oh, I think I, think I would struggle to smash any of them compared to the actual artists. <laughs> yeah, but you kind of brought on this like, uh, a loving figure so people like you can just have a nice time with it people will love it I think maybe I would do a Haim song because I think that would be I would f- I would fit in quite seamlessly yeah especially when my hair was long and <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it would be nice because I wouldn't feel alone final question Piers Morgan wants VIP passes to your festival how do you tell him no I say no <laughs> Good. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I uh, could be meaner, but there's, I don't think there's any need. Yeah, no. I'll just say, no, it's not for you. Well, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, where can people find you online, Nadia? They can find me online at twitter.com forward slash Nadia Kamal. That's N-I-D-I-A-N-A. I can't spell my own name. <laughs> N-A-D-I-A-K-A-M-I-L. Uh <laughs> Or um, on Instagram at Nadia Cam. And oh. how do I spell my name? N A D I A N A D I A K A M. Or my website. Just Google me. I'll come up. I'm on Twitter all the time. Too much. Too, too much. Thank you so much for coming on. And you can follow us at Castival Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and also you can email us at castavalpodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And You're very welcome. You, we'll see you, you can have a little, you know, you can get invited to the boys bit. Get in. That's all I want. Over the whole thing, I, just, I, was, I was hoping <laughs> my best. I was like, do I get an invite? Yes, I have. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you can have. you can have a little... Maybe a day pass to the boys section of Quinfields. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see you there at Quinfest. Uh, I've, been, I've been Matt Hoss. This is Castable. And thank you so much, Nadia. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Castable. Please check us out online. Please share with your friends and give us a five-star review. You can also follow me, Matt Hoss Comedy, on Twitch. And I do four streams a week. So check me out there. Bye. And I'm Kevin Guinness. And we host the, the Greatest, Greatest Film You've Never Seen podcast. podcast. 
And this is a podcast where we ask people what the greatest film they've never seen is and why they've not seen it. So, for example, I've never seen The Godfather, so we'd be talking about why I've not seen that, what's it like when people bring it up, do I just lie about it? And then, right, and then we'll get them to do their own version of the film based on the limited knowledge they have. So you can listen to that on all good streaming services, uh, such as iTunes and Spotify. And you can follow Hope for Proles, the production company, on social media. Give us a like there. You've never seen The Godfather? Not once. <laughs> <laughs>